Ladies and gentlemen, we're closing the book on Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. Well, we threw the book at her, mm-hmm. and the book was closed. Well, it sort of bounced off her. Well, yeah. Now, the book may open again, but for now, mm-hmm. until it does, the She's book done. is closed. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole thing, too, is, you know, we went through this trial. Nothing really got found out. Mm. She's, you know, probably going to have to do the trial again. And, mm. you know, Ghislaine Maxwell, it's, it seemed like a big deal at the time. But now, in light of what we've discovered, mm. small potatoes. Yes. We've got some, a new, some new facts in front of us, actually. We came across an obscure court case that happened in a provincial Midwestern town that could have far-ranging implications for not only the entire political apparatus... But from everyone, from Hollywood to the other part of Hollywood where all the recording studios are. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 200, A New Direction for Truanon. Jussie Smollett. Hundo. Ha, wow, incredible. 200. We've made it, baby. I do feel 200 years old. Really? Yeah, an episode a year. I feel just two years old, <laughs> <laughs> which is how old our podcast is. Hello, everyone. I'm Liz. My name is Jesse Smollett, and we are joined, of course, by producer Young Chomsky. <laughs> I'm Jesse. You're Jesse. He's Jesse. Welcome to True Anon. I was telling this guy Justin last night, I'm like, you should just start going by Jesse. You know what I got to say, Brace? What? I thought that you were going to pronounce it Jesse Smollett. No. I even, why? I don't know. I just had a feeling. That's how it's actually pronounced, you know. Is it? No, but look how fucking, yeah, now look how them tables got turned so quickly. Listen, as a multi-hyphenate myself, gay and retarded, I have a lot of respect for Jesse because he is, he is, I mean, you know, he's an actor, he's a singer. Uh, and honestly, he's a guy who sticks to his guns when a lot of people do not. <laughs> yeah. So we had an idea of doing this episode because this was a this was a case that, of course, took everyone by storm, and then people tried to pretty much get rid of all memory of it <laughs> once it happened. Yeah. Well, yes. And and I gotta say with Jussie too, because we're gonna be like I think I I think people are probably coming to this episode being like, oh, they're gonna just like bag on jesse no i love jesse i i went into this episode being like jesse sucks like Mm -hmm. this is a fucked up thing to do to being like jesse's incredible i'm not even being ironic yeah no no i i i i have a lot of respect for jesse after Mm. this i mean not like real respect but like some amount of it Mm -hmm. you know a kind of respect for jesse um yeah, I, I, you know, fr- frankly, this is looking into this has been one of the. I mean, we have more notes on this than we've had on like episodes about a lot of things. <laughs> we have, I won't think, 20 pages of notes yeah. on this. I mean, there's a lot to get into here. Um, yeah. We should just get into it, but I do want to say that we, I remember we were, co- we were covering Ghislaine and we were looking at our phones and we were like, God damn it, the same day that her mm-hmm. trial started. Jesse's trial began. Yeah. And, and, and I was so bummed that it was in Chicago. We me too. Be there. I know. I wish, I wish that, you know what would have been good if you had just gone to the Ghislaine trial and I could have gone to the Jesse trial? Because, you know, I'm like, 
You're a Chicago I'm guy. I'm kind of like a Chicago guy. You yeah. know what oh, I mean? You, Me? I got to say, you would look great in Chicago. The king of Chicago. That's what they call you. Yeah, absolutely. That's where, that, that's where, that's where my uh, okay, grandfather was, a, was basically a fucking union buster. Get back there. Get the gang back <laughs> Yeah, together. get back in the old family business. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Let's break it down. Who is, for, for people unfamiliar with this case, you will, of course, become familiar very quickly. But before you do... Let's re-familiarize. There's a lot of that going around. Mm-hmm. Who is Jesse? So Jesse Smollett is a the child of basically two very politically active parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mother was a, I think it's not confirmed because it's sort of talked around, but looks like she was either a member of the Black Panther Party or worked very closely with them. Yeah, father, I believe Jewish guy from New York, so of course comes from a communist family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of that info is a little hard to find because a lot of it is sort of in right wing websites. Although there's interviews with the family where they talk about it, but some of the more editorializing stuff, yeah, course, yeah, is, you know, added by the fake news. It seems like they pro- she probably was a member of the Panthers. A- absolutely worked yeah. worked worked alongside Huey Newton. You know, knew Angela Davis from from you mm. know the first Angela Davis go around before yeah. she became a Democrat. Yeah, Angela Davis uh, surprisingly all over this case. Yes, and honestly, <laughs> I I went into the Angela Davis side of this being like, oh god, what an idiot. I know, but, and I then know, I came out then, being like, you know what, stand by your friends. Yeah, no, first of all, always stand by your friends. Yes, that is. Look again, we're still in January, New Year, New You. Mm-hmm. True and non advice number two. Stand by your friends. Stand by your friends. Don't talk to journalists. That's number one. Number two, stand by your friends. Also, don't get in a helicopter. No, that's from last year. Okay, but well, that's eternal. Yeah, no. So. He is. He was born in Santa Rosa, California, which I was surprised to read. Um, and yeah, that is. Do I want to be clear here? Much like Concord, not Concord, Concord, Concord. not in the Bay Area, not, yeah, not in, the, in Bay the Bay Area. Area. But you know what? Shout out to Santa Rosa's favorite, Leah Martin. Mm-hmm. Also, where I used to do food not. I did food not bombs like three did times there really? as, as like a twelve year old. Yes. Oh my god. Um. But uh. So he has a whole showbiz family. All of his siblings when they were kids. I think he's got two sisters and, or excuse me, two brothers and I think three sisters. Um, big family. Uh, yeah. No, th- excuse me, three brothers and two sisters. They were actually all in a sitcom as kids together. Yeah, all of the kids were with, of course, actor parents. Which, look, I gotta say, I don't want to say anything about the parents, but you got that many kids acting as kids. Red mm-hmm. flag. Yeah, and not in a communist way. I mean, like red flag. Yeah. They're moving between LA and Queens. So they started in showbiz early, which is never, if you ever hear a True and On episode, start with, they started in showbiz early. Yeah. That's not a good sign for what's coming later. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all, all the family, I mean, the kids are pretty successful, right? You know, like they're, they're, they're hardworking middle class kids and they've yeah. all sort of like done, seems like decently in their respective fields. Only a few of them stuck with acting and Hollywood Jesse was in the Mighty Mighty Ducks. He was, yes. I think it was just break one Mighty in it. it think of the Mighty Mighty Boss it's- Tones. <laughs> yes. You are definitely thinking of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Which is, you know what? The greatest band for just the guy who dances. That's fucked because last night at a bar you were not at, I had an <laughs> extensive conversation about the Mighty Mighty Boston. Really? Boston is probably, out, post-1984, Boston has probably put out the worst rock music of any, any... Wait a second. They were from Boston? Yeah. The Mighty Mighty Boston's. I thought Boston... I didn't know it was a reference to Boston. Boston. You, I thought it was a different thing. 
What do you think it's a pun on, Liz? I didn't think it was a pun. I thought you it was like thought a word was, I didn't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a Boston. Yeah. I thought it was a thing. Um, but that's crazy that like white people Wait, you invented don't like the guy a, that danced in the Mighty Mighty Boston. That was I, I gotta say that like the Mighty Mighty Boston's flogging Molly Dropkick Murphys Oof, is like a, a weird kind of white man ska, even though ska is basically yeah 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 you know. But like it's right, I don't know it's, what, it's like Scottish all ska Jamaican, or Irish ska. Yeah, all all of that influence is gone. Yeah, and it's just replaced by Irish. Yeah, That's, totally. It's fucked. Um, yeah. Anyways, well, they were yeah they kind of have their own like kind of like line dancing. Yeah, it's, it freaks me out. Um, also, I, I call them Scottish, which is, I mean, they're probably, they wear kilts and stuff, you know, it's all the same to me. Um, but anyway, it's the Mighty Ducks. He was in the Mighty Ducks <laughs> alongside Brock Pierce. Um, Oof. but he was sort of a bit, a bit character in that. And yeah. Jesse's career wasn't like a, you know, knockout of the park. He wasn't a star player. No. Um, and his real big break came with the television show Empire. Okay, so what is your introduction to the show Empire? My introduction to the show Empire is Jesse Smollett faking a hate crime <laughs> attack on himself uh, in 2019. Okay, so you had never heard or seen it before? No, okay. but that's not... I, Liz, I don't know anything about TV. Well, it was like a huge sensation, at least the first season. It was like a big... cold. It was definitely like on the cover of every magazine. It was a big thing. Everyone was like, hey, we can totally forget how Terrence Howard like just beats up women all the time. Yeah, I've done, I found that out. Man, that guy beat the shit out of a lot of chicks. A lot of like, women. Like consistently. Not even just wives. Just like, like walking down the women street. Women in public. Yeah. Waitresses. Insane. That guy sucks. Yeah. And like really should not be working. Yeah. Yeah. Way, way, I will say this, 100% way worse than Jussie. Oh, absolutely. Like by a million. Yeah. But also Taraji P. Henson is on the show and she's she was like a total sensation and she won, I think, a Golden Globe or an Emmy for it. And so it was like a whole thing. So Empire was like a big, at least the first season, it was like a big moment, I would say, in pop culture for a certain type of, you know, really keyed in, clued in middle class viewer. Yeah. Uh, Naomi Campbell also on the show who... Really? Yes. Um, also... By a million times worse than Justin. Yeah. So yeah, Empire I know now was a pretty big show, and I've watched clips of it. It seems it seems like a fun TV it's like show, a soap, but it was know. it was big for it was big for Fox. Apparently, it was like yeah. one of their like like main shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was big. It was a big deal. Someone explained to me like prime time stuff the other night. Forgot the entirety of the conversation, but basically the gist of it was that Empire was a big show. Yeah, I just said that too. Yeah, but I'm a guy, so when I say it, people believe me. Oh my god! Here we go. Um, you've seen it though. Yeah. I, well, I watched some episodes in preparation mm-hmm. because I like to do my homework, and I gotta say, it's not for yeah. No, I don't know. It's very soapy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't it seemed totally like, yeah. understand what was going on. The clips of it. I didn't start I with saw. episode one. That was probably what I should have done. But but Jesse was a big character on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a pretty big character. But I would say supporting actor. But yeah. he definitely was a supporting actor. Well, and his name is Jamal, and this is a little bit of um, foreshadowing here. Last name, Lion. Ooh. Not. Bell, I don't know why that's foreshadowing. Because he is Lion. Oh, I got it. Yeah, huh? Interesting. See, that, that's why I write for Empire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, he started out, there's, there's going to be talk later about uh, how much, about, you know, some pay discrepancies, whether you want to get paid more and stuff. Apparently started out not making a ton per episode, mm. and then I think as is common in, in Hollywood contracts, I was going to call it Hollywood, but not really appropriate here. Also filmed in Chicago. Uh, 
he was going to get paid more as later seasons go on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they also a very musical TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like centered around an empire, the empire being that of a record label. Yes, Empire Records. Yeah, so it's, you know, I mean, it was very musical. Jesse himself is, of course, an artist, music Mm -hmm. artist. So a lot of singing, uh, also from his character, rapping, you know. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into what actually happened and the kind of like meat of the incident with Jesse. Well, Liz, we start like all things with a letter. And I, 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 and for Liz and I have to describe this for you because we obviously it's a podcast. I know. I'm, I was literally just thinking, like, how do we attach an image to a podcast? <laughs> I don't think we can put <laughs> images in the show notes. But if you are, if you Please are, please Google Jesse. If you're Smollett driving letter. right now, you got your little phone and the fucking oh, yeah. like sticky thing on the front. Be like, oh, turn left here. Take that shit out right now. Take your eyes off the fucking yeah, road. Yeah. Google Jesse just Smollett press threat letter. Autopilot on your Tesla. Yeah. And yeah, Jesse Smollett, or ask Siri, how about that? So to describe the front of the letter, uh, on the sender's address... <laughs> it looks st- like your handwriting. St- that's... <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't... Those are crazy-ass T's. So it's the in the handwriting of somebody with... It's like if a serial killer was like, let me try my left hand. Yeah. It, it, this is like, well, clearly written left hand, but like, because that's how people try to describe, just, uh, what do you call it, uh, hide their handwriting. But like... It, it, the the sender's address is just MAGA, yeah. But in like the most insane handwriting, I can't. But even it's also it. like um, MAGA, but it was like they can't write it in a straight line, so it's like tilting down. Yeah. And then it says Jesse Smollett, which again, yeah, the seven, uh, the T's look like little sevens, and the L's, it just it looks like someone wrote Jesse Smollett. Yeah, it's definitely like if someone. Yeah, it's like a serial killer child with their left hand. And the address here is confusing, too, because it says EMP. Yeah, Empire, I think. But then, like, 1945? I don't know. Oh, I think it's the, like, oh, studio yeah, like, office. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyways, the, the, the address of, I guess, the, it was at the Empire Studios that I got sent to, because it's filmed yes. in Chicago. And so then the letter inside is then, of course... Uh, a collage of cutout magazine letters, very classico style, mm-hmm. uh, that says, "You will die." Although the eye of die is has, I think, I think fallen, it's fallen off. off yes, yeah. you. W- oh, should I say? Well, just <laughs> say around it. Okay, you will die. Black rhymes with flag. Yes. And then there is a. You will die. Black flag. Yes. This is addressed <laughs> at. This is addressed to Ron Reyes. <laughs> And, Greg and then there's a drawing with the same red marker. The, the drawing is really which, what like, makes it. I don't know what the fuck is going on here. So there is a gun, not held up by anything, but it looks like a drill. Yeah, it does. It there's like no a trigger. Drill pointed to a stick figure who looks like he's crying. He's got a sad face. He is crying. Yes, he is. <laughs> and he's got his crying. hands up, like he's like going like wee wee. No, that's not his. No, no, no. His hands are to the side. He's that's a noose around his neck. That's the noose? Yeah. It just looks like a necklace. I'm sorry. Well. Oh, that's supposed to be a tree. Yes. 
It's so it's Liz okay. is having difficulty here for good reason because it kind of looks like a dick. The tree looks like another person because the tree <laughs> has two legs and is like bent over and also is Oh yeah, a, it definitely looks like another person it, with a crazy haircut. It's like a palm tree or something. Like looks like someone just trying to draw the sun yeah. and then trying to make a spider out of it and then just kept drawing spider legs and yeah. then and also it looks like it has maybe I don't think a little you can arm. hang a noose from a from a um, palm, tree? palm tree, I don't think so either. But It'll he's getting so over. it's basically Jesse Smollett, I assume, getting shot while getting hanged and also crying. Yeah, there was with, with the drill being pointed at him. Yes, there was with no one holding it. There was also crushed up Tylenol found. Well, let's say it was crushed up powder. Yes, which they then were able to surmise at a later date that it was in fact yeah ibuprofen. Actually. Yes. Um, okay. So this was January 22nd, 2019. And let me be clear. This is the fakest threat letter I've ever seen in my this entire life. This is crazy life. fake. This is crazy fake. MAGA. Ju- you will die black flag with like, an incomprehensible drawing. In It's like, it's, it's like if someone's, I've had threat letters sent to me by a prisoner. Mm. Uh, I've told you about this before sure. in Portland. Yeah. Uh, who oh, is, and all the one from women too. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, those are flirty. <laughs> but I had like a, I had like a, a violent prisoner who like like kidnapped and beat this like this really bad guy. Uh, send me these crazy violent threat letters, and they were like not like this. They were like better than this. They were way better than this. Uh, yeah. And he sent it to my parents' house. Yeah. Okay. So this letter gets uh, sent to the Fox studio where Empire shot. That's in Chicago. Mm. And basically Fox is like, holy shit, this is kind of serious. Yeah. This looks like, I mean, it's set, you know, this is pretty crazy. And Empire, I mean, I guess apparently Jesse was like, no, no, it's not a big deal. It's totally fine. But Fox did like, you know, at this point try to increase security because, you know, one of their actors got a threatening letter in the mail. Seems mm-hmm. pretty, you know, straightforward. Let's fast forward. January 29th, a 2019. that will live before the day that lives in infamy. <laughs> okay. So. Jesse lives in New York, I yes. guess. But because Empire is filmed in Chicago, he's there often and, and he keeps an apartment. In yes. Town. He flies in on the 29th. Yeah. He gets in pretty late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says, according to a interview he gives to Good Morning America later, <laughs> mm-hmm. that there's no food in his house. Yes. And so he goes out to, he says, Walgreens, finds it's not 24 hours. And so he decides to go to Subway Sandwiches. Now, Two in the morning. Okay, let's stop here. Immediately, I want to stop right here. Mm-hmm. Because I want to point out that we are in Chicago, mm-hmm. which is freezing. Uninhabitable. How would you not just keep going west if you're founding a city? <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, you're hungry. You're a Hollywood star. And you're like, I'm going to go to Subway Sandwiches mm-hmm. at two o'clock in the morning. I'm going to walk to Subway Sandwiches. I'm going to walk to Subway Sandwiches at 2 o'clock in the morning for a, what he buys is a tuna sandwich. Not even a hot sandwich. Nasty. Not even hot. A tuna sandwich is the most disgusting thing in the world to me. We've talked about this. It's disgusting. I don't think that's true, but we don't need to like go into it because all I'm saying is it's like, what, seven degrees? It actually, 
funnily enough, was seven degrees. I looked it up. Yes, it was seven degrees okay. on January 29th. So he's walking, freezing wind, mm-hmm. like buffeting his face. <laughs> Polar vortex. I'm going to subway. Okay. Suddenly a shout from the distance. Mm. Two, me- two men, two figures dressed in ski masks and bundled in clothing. Yeah, because it's very cold out. Very cold out. Yell, Empire flag, mm. and then Empire n-word so they recognize jesse smollett at two o'clock in the morning from the television show empire (laughs) and not only recognize him but hate him (laughs) they are furious luckily these two men luckily for these two men not luckily for jesse luckily these two racist men by the way this isn't like a nice neighborhood uh yeah this is like in a like like fancy, like, but kind of like, okay, so Jesse's apartment is, again, this is not where he lives, but he lives there for filming the show. So it's kind of in those like fancy commuter apartments. Yeah. Where you would have like corporate apartments that yeah. are just, you know what I mean? You bring your Pfizer guys in, you know, totally. So it's like trial. a, it's like the kind of neighborhood where you're like, nobody lives here. And yet it's also kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know? It's like a, it seems like a pretty. I, I talked to some Chicago people. I was like, "What's up with this neighborhood?" Mm. And they're like, "He lives there. I don't know. There's like no. nothing really around there." No, it's just a corporate apartment yeah. neighborhood. And so these guys see him. They run up on him, beat him. Yeah, they one, beat him. One beats him, uh, yelling, "This is MAGA country." Now, now I want to be clear here. We are in Chicago. The city Chicago. Yes. This is not MAGA country. <laughs> and to be clear, like, this is the, the suburbs of the city of Chicago. Absolutely. I grant you. Or like the outlying uh, kind of like uh, sure. neighborhoods, blah, blah. Okay. But like, that, like, this is just like, no one really even lives in this neighborhood. Yes. No, and this town, Chicago, bleeds blue for the cops and also for the Democratic Party. Yes. And it's like, and even if this is like MAGA voters here or like Trump voters here, it's not MAGA country, which I think is a pretty big distinction. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one, one, one of these figures is beating Jussie, not very badly. Mm. And the other has bleach that they're pouring on him uh, in a sick mockery of a Korean skin whitening procedure but they're throwing bleach on him which is also why do they have bleach insane so my buddy i think i might have said this they were just carrying bleach around i don't know but my buddy jesse jimmy jimmy rose uh from pittsburgh he used to he used to go around parties in oakland and if you're wearing blue jeans he would go that's so mean skinhead pants and then he would throw bleach on you that's so mean yeah he did it to all everybody skinhead because for those who don't know Bubba boy skinheads from England used to wear like bleached jeans, and so he would throw bleach all over your jeans. At uh, yeah, he was cool. Um, still is, but uh, so they they pour bleach on him. Yeah, they put a noose around his neck. Well, he doesn't even notice that, right? Yeah, that he's he's just at the subject of this attack. These two guys run away, and Jussie stumbles back to his apartment. Yes, he stumbles back in. Now, 45 minutes pass, and he makes a call to the police. So he had been on the phone with his music manager when he was attacked. Yes. Um, and his music manager attests to hearing this is MAGA country and mm-hmm. the racial slurs being used. 
uh, his the I think it's the like door guy at the apartment building had actually seen. We talked about this yesterday. I yeah. was wrong. I thought it was a hotel guy, but that's because I read some bad reporting. Yeah. Uh, had seen like a couple guys run away. Yeah, one of which he said was white. Yes. Um. But this guy sees Jesse coming back, like, all fucked up. Still holding this tuna sandwich. Really? I thought the tuna sandwich fell. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's taped off. It's chalk outline of a <laughs> disgusting tuna sandwich that's so gross and no one should eat. Um, <laughs> the little bag of chips and the cookie, like, next to it. There's a little bit of police you body get the cam. cookie when you go to Subway. Oh, yeah. It's the only good thing they have at Subway. The worst fast food restaurant by a million. Yeah, so, it's not great. Although Veggie Delight is okay. No. I want a tour with a vegan. When I was 16, yeah. and we ate Subway every meal because it was, you know, I hate that. Okay. Anyway, so he goes, uh, he's, he's, up in his, he's up in his apartment, and the, there's body cam footage of it, actually. Well, this is the thing. Okay, so he calls the police 40 minutes after he gets back to his apartment. His music manager does, yeah. And the police get there. He, Jesse asked them to turn off their body cams while he's there. Now, they did, but... Only after he asked them to. So there's a little bit of body cam footage. Yes. Je- the noose is around Jesse's neck. This noose, I gotta say, sucks. The noose is loose. The noose, well, the noose, the, it's just like a thin piece of rope you'd buy at a hardware store. Like, it's not like... Well, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It was alert. bought at a hardware yes. store. <laughs> but like, it's like, it's like ni- it looks like nylon rope it's or nylon something. Rope. It's nylon rope. It's white nylon rope. It's tied. I mean, you can't see it super clearly, but like... It kind of looks like he just like is wearing it like a necklace. Yeah. Like, like it's it, not really, it doesn't, it's not fastened noose-like. No, no. It's, it's, yeah. And it's just sort of hanging around his neck. Yeah. Now, he had apparently, you know, admittedly taken this off and put it back on to sort of show the cops. Don't know why you couldn't just be like, yeah, they put this around my neck. Yeah, you I know? don't know. Um, but, you know, it's, we all make choices. And, uh, and the cops are like, you know, you can, you can take that off. Oh, if you want. Um, and yeah, he asked them to turn off their body cams. Yeah, he tells the police in the first of his meetings with the police, right? Now, this is the first of many meetings, that there's two individuals that were wearing ski masks and they were using racist and homophobic slurs. And he mm-hmm. like, you know, tells them about the attack. The police like take a statement and they leave. Jesse then goes to the hospital. Yes. Um, the hospital report is like, Nah, you're fine. Like, we're just going to check you out. Looks like you got some scrapes, um, maybe a bruise or two, but I don't think so. And you're totally fine. You can leave. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, there's, a, there's a picture of him in the hospital. Right, but he wasn't hospitalized. Yes. You know what I mean? There was like, Clear whatever. distinction there, yeah. Now, He's not like, it doesn't have like a stay in the hospital. This is not the news that breaks about the attack on Jesse Smollett. The first news to break is actually from TMZ, mm-hmm. which, little tip, by the way, TMZ is an insane, insane, like, operation. Yeah. They have people combing through court records every single day and, like, positioned, not let alone all their sources and all that, but, like, positioned at the courthouses in L.A. so they can, like, have breaking news about, like, divorce filings and shit like mm-hmm. that. Classic tabloid style. But... For them to get to break the news about Jesse's attack, they would have had to been tipped off. Oh, yeah. So someone gave them the story, and I'm not going to point fingers. I'm not even going to say names. I have no idea who, though I have my own suspicions. And they say that Jesse has been hospitalized following a hate crime or like a hate crime attack and that his ribs are bruised 
and that he's like sw- like insanely fucked up. Yeah, and and I you know I, I so obviously I have my suspicions who tipped them off too, but like to be clear with TMZ who one hundred percent pay for tips, right? Yeah. That could be really anybody from somebody in Chicago Police Department looking to make a little money. Absolutely. The, or the you hospital. You know what I mean? Hospital. Like, totally. People know about the, that as an avenue when a famous person gets sure. into something. So not necessarily Jussie. Yeah. Here, I want to also give some context here in case, which I know that like everyone has forgotten all, everything that happened during the Trump years because it was so crazy. Mm-hmm. But this was on the 29th, right? Of January, yeah. Yeah, of January 2019. So I think it was like literally one week prior to this was the Covington Kids incident. Really? Yeah. Which was, if you don't remember, you're an insane person. But it was when this like viral clip of a... That was, again, taken out of context a lot, but also very um, ready for social media, we'll say. Yeah. But a clip of a bunch of young kids on a trip, school trip, wearing MAGA hats kind of like having a weird confrontation with a uh, like Native American protester and yeah. then some black Israelites looked like. That was in the extended clip. Yeah, and that the, made that's it so much funnier. I, 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 <laughs> that's on the official Vivo chat yeah, channel. That's like if you pay extra, like you Covington, get to watch the black, black Israelites come into that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, let's just say that the Twitter and the Lime Fake News Media and the op-ed pages and everyone in, in between is like re- ready for a story like this. Absolutely. And salivating for it, I would say. Yeah, yeah, because this is also when people were still riding high off the Covington Catholic oh, thing. absolutely. Before it came. They're came. like, fuck, I got like eight New York Times op-ed pieces out of this. Yeah, before it became like a... a sort of reality came crashing. It's like, oh, you probably shouldn't plaster a 16-year-old kid's face over every single newspaper yeah. and news and channel. And also, you chose not to look at the extended cut and have absolutely no idea what yeah, was actually yeah. going yeah. on Yeah, and like, here. also, it's like, who gives a fuck about this kid? Yeah, anyways. Um, so, yeah, social media pounces. Like, hashtag love begins pouring in from and, all over. And I'll say, of all of the Jussie stuff, this mm. is the thing that people really remember. Oh, yeah. Because... Yeah. Everybody got a piece of this. Oh, yeah. Everyone. I mean, there was... I, I don't think there... There's like always... There's a ton of the politician ones. Every politician. Every single politician, including Donald Trump, got mm-hmm. in the mix. Of, well, the thing is, Trump didn't immediately comment. And so then there was a lot of... This was always a favorite one. Oh, Trump isn't comment. We need Trump to comment on Jesse. Yeah. It's telling that Trump has not commented on Jesse. And I think Trump's thing was like, oh, it's horrible. Like, Trump gave, like, a, the oh, same thing. Oh, no, he thing. said, it doesn't get worse as far as I'm concerned, which is yeah. a classic. That's a great Trump Trump quote. always says, yeah, that's a very <laughs> Trump line. Yeah, like, I mean, Sanders tweeted something. Every, like, everybody Everyone. Did. There's, like, Christian Gillibrand. This is sickening and outrageous attack and horribly. It's the latest of too many hate crimes against LGBTQ people and people of color. We are all responsible, blah, 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 blah. There was uh, Kamala Harris since I think this is since deleted because a lot of them, if you go back when I was trying to find a bunch of the old quotes and like immediate reactions, all the aggregate sites that were like, you know, everything is uh, people are coming out of the woodwork to support Jesse or support Jesse. Now it's like all aggregate of Instagram posts. And it's always like the, the link to that isn't working. Yeah. It's all dead links. And like, it just is like, you know what a Twitter dead link where it just has the, the text. Thank God still exists. But, 
the like tweet doesn't. You can't actually link to it. Yeah. At Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This is an attempted modern day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. Um, there was a ton. There was like the whole cast of Empire was all over Instagram. Taraji P. Henson had like a whole thing, a lot of Instagram lives. I wish what happened to my baby was just one big bad joke, but it wasn't. And we all feel his pain right now. Hate will not win. Terrence Howard, again, woman beater. Taking it, taking, taking a short uh, uh, break from beating a woman's face in. Yeah, he saw in Good Morning America, I heard he's getting better. You know, he's angry, but I know Jesse. Jesse's anger will dissipate, and he will forgive these people for what they did, but he won't, and we cannot forget their actions. Um, I also want to be clear, too. I, I recently, in this episode, moved my back, and it made a noise on this couch, <laughs> and it, it will sound like a fart, but I want to be clear and replicate the noise by... Oh, I can't weird. replicate. I, don't hear it. I can't I don't replicate. Hear it. Oh, you can't it. replicate. It? I don't you can't know replicate it because I, it wasn't. I thought the couch. it was a bare, bare skin, but no. whatever. You got blamed for it last time. That's true. I did, and this that was couch not. Is, that's yeah. why I don't sit there. One of, well, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, AOC had one too, which was <laughs> ProPublica has a thing for all uh, government officials where they track all their deleted tweets. Mm -hmm. So this is where I pulled this one, and it says deleted after 149 weeks. On December 10th, which is actually when Jesse's guilty verdict came down. <laughs> um, so it's a quote tweet. Excuse me. It's a quote tweet of uh, Entertainment Tonight breaking. Jesse Smollett has been hospitalized in Chicago after a possible homophobic and racially charged attack. And this is AOC's quote. There's no such thing as racially charged. This attack was not possibly homophobic. It was a racist and homophobic attack. If you don't like what is happening to our country, then work to change it. It is no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes. Now, I'm assuming she's talking to Entertainment Tonight there. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Do who. better, Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, this, this is that classic, um, you know, oh, what you said, the tiny way you phrase something is showing how absolutely wrong it is, you know, how you understand the world and you aren't, you know, that's the classic attack. Yeah, it's, but it's like an Entertainment Tonight, like, <laughs> editor, like. Yeah. So there's this, I mean. in prison. Yeah, there's there was a whole lot of things. There was a ton of op-eds over the next following days. You've texted me probably 5,000. I mean, Daily Beast really put out a lot on this. Oh, my God. Well, all those... Look, the hashtag content mills were a million. I mean, this is the stuff they fucking... They're like... We can... They're literally printing. Yeah. Printing, 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 yes, printing, printing. Yes, yes, yes. Constantly. Yeah. Um, there was... There was like one in Variety. Oh, yeah. This was a long one in Variety. What Jesse Smollett means to Empire in America. Empire reaches enough people to have a genuine culture-shifting effect. Okay, well, citation, please. As a performer, Smollett is unusually charismatic and yet also evidently thoughtful in a way that manifests itself in a sort of low-key warmth. He doesn't steal scenes so much as illuminate them, quietly and without the showy brazenness that comes to mind when one thinks of Empire. He's the show's human factor. I tend to agree with that, considering you know, his performance in Chicago that night. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I mean, he's, well, we'll get to his acting ability. Yeah, so basically just to say that 
I mean, this whole thing becomes a fucking circus. And and the thing is too, like this is this is pre COVID. This is pre like twenty. I mean, this is this is twenty nineteen, right? Yeah. This so is like pre election, we're not at the election yet. Yeah. We're not at like everything. You know, we're not like at the BLM year. It's like it's sort of like this, um, you know, between time yes. kind of space. Think of it as I think this is like it, we were like working up to a crescendo, like you said, yes. right after Covington Kids, after Charlottesville, after the Tiki torches. But, you know, people are really, really ready to, to yeah. you know. This is perfect. This is perfect. People yeah, are, I mean, there's a certain, certain kind of excitement you can tell among mm-hmm. like op-ed writers who, by the way, we give journalists a lot of shit. The op-ed writer is probably the most I, you know, what heinous I, creature in America. What I love that it is in. a journalist. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. If you produce content, oh, it's different than the than the news section. That doesn't exist anymore. Same newspaper. Yeah. Then what are you doing? How do you well, start no, a new newspaper? The then it's start the, the old same. York Times. It's all the same. Um, but it comes out the Chicago Police Department is like we are looking into this as a possible hate crime. One thing. Okay, before we get into now. The timeline here. I do want to say, too, you said people were kind of excited about this. And I do think that's true. Mm-hmm. I also think that there is a factor here where Jesse is like a famous, you know, like actor. Yeah. Right. And so there's a certain sort of um, I would say like upper middle class, professional class glee. Yeah. Like at what's happening is see even someone of our stature can get attacked yeah way, yeah because right? he, he's, he's he's like a perfect victim it, right yes. like he's not like a, a drug addict or like a criminal who got shot even though he didn't have a gun or anything like right, that where we right. have to like you know it's like they, they, that worry is free from these people's minds yeah. like this guy's like this is like a guy i would talk to this is like a respectable black person totally okay so the chicago pd starts looking into this obviously there's a lot of pressure now mounting in the media mm-hmm. and in the twitter sphere for the Chicago PD to look into it. They announced that they're treating it as a possible hate crime. And they say that, okay, we're in Chicago. Don't worry. We literally record every single block. Yeah, it's a police state. Yeah, it's a police state. We're, we're you know, we're on it. They start devoting like a ton of resources to this yes. case. Like over a dozen like Chicago PD officers are on this. So my suspicion here is that, I mean, listen... The story is obviously fake. Like, oh, you think they already knew it was fake? Yes, dude. Like, I when I saw this at first, I was like, this isn't real. Mm. Like, whenever anything's too on the nose, and not the thing is, Jesse. Well, I do think Jesse. Look, Jesse made Jesse's fatal mistake was not adhering to Coco Chanel's famous advice, which is when you leave the house, you check the mirror and you remove one accessory because it's always too much. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. Jesse did too much. Jesse not only didn't remove an accessory, he put one back on after he got back no, to his apartment. It's too much. And, yes, agreed. And so I have a feeling they were like, we're going to, you know, we're going to prove this fucking idiot wrong. Yes. And I, that is why I think that they, I mean, there's, you know, the other explanation, of course, that he's a famous person, has a lot of attention. But I suspect it's because they were like, we're going to find some evidence here that this is maybe. I mean, it's a high profile fucking case. And so. Obviously, Fox increases security on the set of Empire, and then just on February 1st, Jesse finally speaks out. Yeah, he releases an exclusive statement to Essence, Mm -hmm. and he says, let me start by saying I'm okay. Thank God. My body is strong, but my soul is stronger. More importantly, I want to say thank you. The outpouring of love and support from my village has meant more to me than I will ever be able to truly put into words. 
I'm working with authorities and have been 100% factual and consistent on every level. Yeah. Despite my frustrations and deep concern with certain inaccuracies and misrepresentations that I have uh, spread, I still believe justice will be served. So Liz, you I misspoke. Say, he didn't say that I have spread. He just <laughs> said that have spread. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, whoops. Spoiler yeah. alert. Um, I got to say, if in your statement you're saying, listen, I swear I've been honest. Consistent, yeah. And consistent, 100% factual, like you 100% have not been factual. Less is more sometimes with this. Be like, thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. Yes. Um, You know, he says, you know, as my family stated, these types of cowardly attacks happen to my sisters, brothers, and gender non-gender conforming siblings daily. I am not and should not be looked upon as an isolated incident, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he's, you know, he's using trauma, grief, pain, and stuff. Yeah. He's really trying to attach himself to like, yeah. uh, what, you know. Well, he's hitting, he's hitting all the hits. Yes. Playing yeah, the hits. Yeah. Well, he knows how to talk to journalists whose favorite word in history is trauma. <laughs> so February 3rd, he makes his first public appearance. And I was th- at this event. Oh, my God. So this is at the Troubadour in I, West Hollywood. I opened Have you him. been to the Troubadour, by the way? I opened for Jesse this no, night. No, it's for real? No, I haven't. Oh. No. Okay. Now, he already had this lined up. But I got to yes. say, it was a little unfortunate. He says that he opens this with saying he wants, he has the intention of setting the record straight. Which, again, if the record is, like, if the record's already straight, you don't need to set the record straight. And, like, okay, maybe there's some, like, slight inaccuracies in the media, like your ribs weren't broken, they were brute, whatever. Like, you don't really need to set the record straight at your live show. No, but he says, just because there's been a lot of stuff said about me that's absolutely not true, there's a couple points I want to make really quick. I was bruised, but my ribs were not cracked. They were not broken. I went to the doctor immediately. I was not hospitalized. Both my doctors in LA and Chicago have cleared me to perform, but said to take care, obviously. And above all, I fought the fuck back. And when he says that, the crowd goes wild. They go wild. It's a great video. Yeah. Then he calls himself the gay Tupac. Interesting. Yeah, which, okay. You know, I had the same uh, English teacher as Tupac. Did you really? Yeah. That's not true. When the three months that I went to to, to the regular high school, mm. before they made me go to the, the bad kids one, um, I did. Yeah, the same English teacher as Tupac. Mm. Yeah. I fake read the Odyssey. Oh, my God. Okay. So he's back on the set of Empire. Now, there's a lot of media, like, circling this case. There are people being like, oh, my God, Empire should work this into a storyline. True. And they should have. Yeah, absolutely. But the cops... They still should have. They... Well, they Even sh- after all this... With all yes, of this. they really should have. I know. They should have. But the cops are like, we need to talk to Jesse because some things are not adding up. Mm-hmm. The New York Post... This is so wild. So the New York Post is, like, all over this case. They end up tracking Jesse's potential route, like, from the apartment to Subway. And they send these, like, gonzo reporters there to go, like, check it out. I'm picturing two very short men with, like, the bald, basically, like, tonsure, like, bald spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like trench coats, too. Trench coats and, like, you know, little, like, ground glasses, yeah. wireframe, like, going through the snow looking at, like, <laughs> tracks. <laughs> so they go from the subway to an underpass basically between Sheridan and Lowe's hotels in Chicago. And this is where the attack occurred. They find an empty hot sauce bottle partially filled with clear liquid. 
that smelled like bleach. Hillary Clinton's fingerprints <laughs> all over it. So the Post then starts reporting like, okay, a bunch of neighbors are like doubting this story. And they have a quote that's like, I've been in the neighborhood five years. I don't believe it. Not around here. Half the people are gay and the other half are black. Which like, fair enough. It's Chicago. Um, and the Chicago PD are like, it's weird because we have all of this surveillance footage. Except for the attack. Yes. That the camera, which should have been pointed, it seems like, in this underpass where the attack occurred, was somehow like pointed the other way. Yes. So it didn't actually catch Jussie. Yes. Now, my question is whether Jussie intended that. I mean, obviously intended. I think it. he didn't. You think, I think, you think he, he wanted, wanted to be, be on camera. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he's that makes sense to me. He's an actor. Yes. This is the greatest performance of his career. True. And no one recorded it. True. But I think what he was trying to do here was a stage play mm. with the exit of the actors filmed. I see. A la paparazzo. The action uh, occurs off, off screen. And so then he can add, you know, you have actually as a... Uh, well, as both a writer and, and director, producer, and actor, you have full editorial capability over Or, you know, you can do whatever you want. So Jesse gives his first televised interview. It is. This is the Good Morning America one that you flipped out over. Incredible. Yeah, to Robin Roberts. He basically starts crying on... He literally does start crying. Yeah, oh, he does. Um, he's also wearing... He's wearing like, uh, like a cardigan, right? Uh, mm. With like... He's got like a BLM pin, I think, or he's got like a black power fist. He's got like a rainbow pin. Like he's got like all these like, remember, I'm black again. This is why this happened. Right, right, right. He basically is like crying and saying, how can you doubt me? It's not that it's not that you don't want to accept the truth. It's that you don't want to see the truth, which is classic Jesse line. Well, because by this time, there are some leaks coming out of the Chicago Police Department. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors uh, coming around right when this interview hits that basically the attack was staged. Yes. <laughs> and that the reason it was staged was because Fox wanted to write him off Empire. Yes. I mean, that, that, there, there's been a, a host of like reasons sort of like put forth, none of which necessarily like I don't know if Fox wanted to write. Like that doesn't seem true to me. He was maybe they did. But yeah, like, maybe they did. I don't or know. maybe he feared it or something. Mm. Like, I think, I, you know, or him wanting more money, like, or not being respected enough. Yeah, there's still a lot of unanswered questions in the Jesse Smollett case. I, I, the, in terms of motive, absolutely. Yes. But I think, let's be real, he's an actor. At the core of it, he wanted attention. Yes. Now, the Chicago co- PD comes out and says they're not charging Jesse with a false report and that he's still a victim. And yeah. At this point, everyone was like, hey, wait a second. We didn't know that was an option. Yeah, like, wait. Wait, what? Excuse me? At the same time, as they're saying this, Jesse is brought in again for questioning as it breaks on Twitter, by the way, that the Chicago PD have raided the home of, quote, two persons of interest in the Jesse Smollett case. They busted their door down and ransacked the place. They take, and this is noted, and I, I want to fast forward a little bit too here and, and add, bring in something from later. They seize a high point nine millimeter firearm that is kept in a safe. Now, for those who What's don't, a high point. So a, a high point is if they could sell guns at the dollar store, high point would be still too shitty to sell there. 
Like it is, it is the kind of gun. My so my solution for ending police shootings in America is to give every cop a high point and be like, you know what, open fire because the slide is gonna shoot off the gun and blind every cop oh in the country. God. Why do it people just, buy them? Because they're like a hundred dollars. I mean, they're like one hundred and fifty oh, okay. bucks for a gun. You know, it's usually like a decent. You know, nine millimeter would mm. be like six hundred, five hundred at least bucks. And so, like, if you want a shitty cheap gun. Get a high point. Mm. This is a legally purchased nine millimeter handgun, so it's not illegal. The, the, the guy who had this gun is following the law. Not only following the law, actually keeping it in his safe, which I do too. Keep it safe in my bedside table, loaded, so if any weird podcast fan comes in, I blow your ass to kingdom, kingdom come. Oh um, but uh, you know, he's not doing anything wrong. Later, Angela Davis describes this as a high power nine millimeter. No, it's a high point nine millimeter, <laughs> which is the opposite of a high power nine mil. It's just a really shitty gun. So it leaks on Twitter that both men that live at this place are of Nigerian descent and have appeared as extras on the show Empire. Police took bleach, shoes, electronics, and more. This information is according to the family who says the home was ransacked. I asked the family, this is like for the, the Twitter journalist who was breaking this. I asked the family why they think police picked the two brothers up for questioning, and they replied saying the men left for Nigeria the day of the attack. They also found an Empire script, a phone, and a black face mask. Interesting. So A red hat. Yes, a red hat. Thank you. Now, oddly, the police released these suspects like two days after questioning. Yeah. They were initially they initially detained them after they got them back on their return flight from Nigeria. Where they had gone the day after the attack. Yes. They said, due to new evidence as a result of today's interrogations, the individuals questioned by police in the Empire case have now been released without charging, and detectives have additional investigative work to complete. Okay. Brace. Who are these two individuals? Two of the Coolest looking guys I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> if you're driving around in your Tesla right now, autopilot, Google these guys. How do you say their name? The Osundero brothers? Osundero. I think it's Osundero. Yeah. Okay, that's how I've been saying Olabinja. it. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you would pronounce it with different, you know, stresses on syllables yeah. or whatever. But uh, Olabinjo, Osundero, uh, and Abinbola. Osandero. Yes. Two brothers. Two brothers from Nigeria, 27 and 25 years old. Ola is 27 and Abby is 25. Now. Jacked. They are huge. They make young Chomsky look like baby Chomsky. Absolutely. They are fucking so stacked. They're like, when Angela Davis was like high powered guns, she was talking about their arms. It, it, like I, I'll be totally real with you. I would rather face down a high power, <laughs> a high point. Excuse me, than the brothers. Than the than one arm of one of these guys. Yeah. they are huge fucking guys in fantastic shape. They're juicing probably. Not my They're, problem. Yeah, not my problem. Not you know my what? business. My whole thing, and I've said this. Max, Max put me onto this a long time ago. Everyone does steroids if in their in all of these sports and stuff like that. And you know what? If you're the best and everyone else is on steroids and you're also on steroids, guess what? You're the best anyways. Well, that's my that's what I say about Barry Bonds. You're, exactly. Put him in the Barry Hall of Bonds. Fame. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Put him in the Hall of Fame. He's the Put best. Him in the Hall of Fame. Everyone's juicing. He's the best. I'm sorry. He's the best. He's the best. Robbed. He's the best. Robbed. Robbed. Put him Robbed. in the Hall of Fame. Put him in the Hall of Fame now or I'll... 
I'm going to blow it. I'm going to blow <laughs> off this suicide mess. Okay, so here's the thing. The brothers. The brothers. They are friends with Jesse. In fact, Jesse follows both of them on Instagram. So, okay, <laughs> little little true on advice here. If you are if you are if you're about to get fired from your job as a barista and you're going to you're going to uh I don't know, fake getting a uh matcha thrown on you and someone's like, "And be, being a non-binary isn't real or whatever." Um Make sure you don't follow your friend that you pay to do it on Instagram <laughs> because this is <laughs> it, just don't. I mean, it's just yeah, it's, you gotta, you know, really remember, kids. Dot your eyes, cross your t's. Just like see if they have any friends that are willing to do. It. So oh Jesse, it becomes very clear that Jesse not only knows these guys, possibly knows one of them intimately, yeah. but like he's pretty close to these guys in a rash of evidence starts coming out well they work out at the gym that's like on jesse's block where jesse also works out and yes. people have said hey i've seen jesse working out with them because they're uh, look i gotta say the brothers very striking, striking. and flashy dressers yes very flashy the, the dressers. court outfits look great oh, the fantastic. guy who's wearing kind of the chain like the, the like yeah. he's like wearing like the uh there was like a British purple guy satin suit. number two i saw yeah one of them also won, like, you know, some uh, subtitle within the Golden Gloves, like, two months after beating Jesse up. Yes. So it turns out they were let go because they're full-on cooperating with the police. Yeah, they turned on him. Yeah. They bought rope at Crafty Beaver Hardware Store. Damn. <laughs> oh, that was a great giggle. I'll be real, Liz. Uh, I, paid, I paid the price to uh, the Crafty Beaver Hardware Store yeah, my time okay. before. Well, they bought it on the weekend of January 25th. They also bought red hats at a local beauty supply store. I've included the photo of them buying the hats and then ski masks. It's cute they're together when they're doing this. I know. And they're both they like... Are, they are just real characters. Yes. I love these brothers. I love them. They said they were paid $3,500 by Jesse, and they were promised an additional $500. I gotta say, that's nothing, dude. Well, they were boys, which we'll get into. These yeah, they were, were friends, but like still, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm faking a crime. Well, here's my thing. You can't take the first offer. You gotta negotiate up. Well, it's like- You gotta well, say 3500 The thing is, if you're Jesse you here, you gotta think like- well, are they going to flip on me? And he was probably like, well, if they flip on me, they'll get in trouble too. But like, no, I, no dude, they won't. They, won't. <laughs> like, like, they didn't do any. Yeah. I no. mean, they did. But like. But Jesse's fine. Also, but, it's unclear. Look, we'll get into this. The police think that Jesse's wounds are self-inflicted. Yes. I mean, they are self-inflicted no yeah, matter Je how you slice it. Well, no, but actually like. that. Yeah. He was the, like. Yeah. 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 He yeah. cut himself on the face. I hurt myself. Today. Yeah. Jesse. Um, um, okay. Jesse, via lawyers, at this very moment, immediately denies everything, saying that he is angered and devastated by the claims that he orchestrated the assault. But okay, here's the thing mm -hmm. he orchestrated the assault. Yes. And there is a host of evidence pointing directly to this. So, four days before the attack happened, Jesse texted the brothers, <laughs> Might need your help on the load. <laughs> Which, all Which, right. Okay, look. He was already getting hey, help from one of them on the low. That is my understanding, but I'm just going to say none of my business. No. None, none of, of my, my business. business. None of my business. You around to meet up and talk face to face? Um, that was four days before the attack. Yeah. Uh, the cops are saying that Jesse also sometimes bought ecstasy off of these guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is uh, there's footage of Jesse like, going by their house a few days before. Um, 
there is footage of them also, I think, in Jesse's car scouting the location. Yes. Right before the attack. Yes. Driving around the same, the very, the, the like block that it happens on, they drive around that block like three times. They said to the cops, by the way, that Jesse chose that location because there was a camera to catch the performance. Very little interesting detail. He, I guess he told them he wanted it to be a physical thing, but not to the point where he'd be seriously injured. Mm-hmm. That's what I say at Folsom every kind year. Kind of like a... <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, <laughs> kind of like a tussle. Yeah. I well, here's say. the thing. If either one of these guys wanted to beat up Jussie, they could have done it... They could have just killed him. They're huge. Yeah. And one's a boxer. Yeah. The original plan was for Ola to place the rope around Jussie's neck, pour gasoline on him, and yell, this is MAGA country. Now, I got to say, don't pour gasoline. That's serious. You can actually, like, that can that can really fuck you up. feel like I've told this story on the podcast before, so I might tell it really quickly. A Nine Shocks Terror, I believe, this Cleveland hardcore band's, like, I think it was Nine Shocks. It was a Tony Erba band. Their last show, they barricaded the doors from the outside, and Erba had a uh, can of gas, which was just a little bit of gas and mostly water, started throwing it on the audience and then striking matches and uh, throwing it them on the audience and people were like trying to get out and they couldn't and they played their set like that oh my god hardcore legend tony erba okay back to jesse the night of the attack there's a three minute phone call between jesse and abel when basically jesse told him let's have it go down at 2 a.m after i go to subway Mm -hmm. the cops have surveillance video of the two brothers (laughs) such a duo the brothers sitting on a bench waiting oh man for the time when they're supposed to approach jesse they're such good friends 35 i love them i'll be real dude even 3500 dollars i've had like no money in my life yeah many times and i'm like i don't i wouldn't do this for 3500 dollars. it seems like it's just a bad idea you would do it for 3500 dollars. i mean at like 22 at okay. 25 27 i'm not doing that for 3500 dollars because so, you're going to get caught. Yeah, you're going to get caught. The police superintendent says that Jesse's wounds were most likely self-inflicted and that he sent himself a false letter. Now, we're going to get back to that in a second. Mm-hmm. We actually will, too. I'm yeah. not even putting money in the jar for that one because we really will. Yeah, no, because I want to talk about the letter. He says that Jesse was dissatisfied with his salary on Empire and wanted a publicity stunt. Now, this is not at all what the kind of official line, the like official line that emerges about why Jesse did this Mm -hmm. during the trial, which happens a year later. But I got to say the police superintendent, this is a, which I see this weird to call him a superintendent. Why is it not a chief? Is it the superintendent below the chief? Um, or is it different in Chicago? Because it's like, oh, we have wards or whatever. And everyone's like, I don't know what that means. I don't know. So I'm going to answer like confidently. Oh yeah, it's different because it's Chicago. Okay. That makes sense. So, um, th- this cop is fucking pissed at Jesse. Yeah. Like, hates Jesse. Yeah. He's like, listen, Chicago PD does a lot of acts of real racism every single day. <laughs> yeah. For you to insinuate Absolutely. here that we're involved in a fake racist thing. He's stealing thing, valor. Like, we do this shit. There are, there are, there are blue-blooded fucking Chicago PD on the streets every single day Feeding doing this black stuff. Yeah. We have black sites. Where we black bag people. Yes. Black people. We kill people. And you got this guy thinking he can do racism better? 
No. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Jesse Smollett has taken advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career. I am left hanging my head asking why. Clearly, my man does not, you know, to discharge read reference. the newspapers or the content blocks. Yes. I got to say, by the way, about those, at this moment, not hearing a peep out of anyone. No. A lot of quietly deleting some tweets. This is why some I'll get people, to why I respect uh, Angela Davis. Walking back soon. a little bit, kind of like, oh, wow. I think there was like one person, one one of the big Hollywood stars who came out about it was like, oh, I think it was completely reasonable for me to believe Jesse. It's like, I don't know if it was completely reasonable for yeah. me to believe Jesse. I mean, it's, <laughs> let's be real. I feel like most people that weren't like the kind of people who give statements after things, like i.e. non-famous people were like, yeah. this isn't real. Yeah. No. Look at the lipstick alley. When you talk, when you talk oh. to Google. Yeah. Always check lipstick alley. Lipstick mm-hmm. alley always Although knows. you have to Google bussy lipstick alley. You can't just do Oh Jesse, yeah. They call them bussy. Call them bussy on there. Which I yeah. think is great. Classic lipstick alley. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse turns himself in at this point and he's under arrest for <laughs> felony charge of disorderly conduct for Six. filing a false police report. 16 charges. I'm telling you that superintendent, also Chicago thing. Hates Jesse. And so this is actually where the story gets a little more nuanced. Yes. Right? Because Jesse is charged with 16, 16 fucking felony counts. I mean, that's a huge amount because I think they're charging him in this instance for, and I think they might for the next one too, but definitely in this one, every cop or detective he told this to, like this lie to, like those different They're counting charges. it as like a separate charge. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's like, well, you talk to Frank, then you talk to Bill, then you talk to Hank, then you talk to Tim, then you talk to Tom, then you talk to racist Tim, then you talk to, you know, freaky Tom. So yeah, all of them. Yeah. I mean, this is like, it is actually like a pretty classic case of like hardcore overcharging. Yes, absolutely. But what's weird, so he pleads not guilty and then 12 days later... I mean, he's released, by the way, on bond. Yeah, he's not, like, in jail. No, no, he's not in jail. He His bail was set at, like, 100K, and he gives him, like, 10K, because that's how bail works, and he's released. He goes to the Empire set, has a full meltdown, is like, it's not true, I swear, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. everyone is like, ooh, Jesse, what did you do? Jesse, you fucked up. Yeah. Jesse gets right, written off Empire. Jesse, you should have hit women or in the case of naomi campbell trafficked them yeah uh no jesse gets written off empire yeah um but and all right all right all right no no we're not glossing past that they write jesse off in the laziest fucking way because unlike that's what makes me think it was already in the work unlike kevin spate no because the way they do it is like all right so in in empire jesse's character had just gotten married he's like a main character on the show no jesse's supporting character yeah 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 well yeah main supporting main supporting character He's uh he's main supporting character. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but he, you know, he his character, like there was a wedding, he gets married, and it's like, you know, clearly like in the show, and then they're like, Oh, I can't believe he moved to England. <laughs> and like yeah. they're like, Oh damn, it's they so literally, crazy. They he's deal in London. With it, they deal with it in like one line, and then yeah. like even in that converse in that scene change the conversation. But like compare that to Kevin Spacey's character, Frank Card on House of Card. Mm. Uh, where there's like a whole, I, cause I looked that up and I guess they whole, they did an entire season after Kevin Spacey Oh yeah, with that. Lady Card. With Lady Card, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and everyone was like, wow, it's so crazy how we don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They're canceled. like, bring back the pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, they could, they should have, uh, you're right. They should have literally just had it happen to Jesse's character on the show. Well, they didn't. They did. Jesse's off Empire. But- Weirdly, like I said, 12 days later, after he's arrested, 
all charges were dropped. Yes. Which is weird because this was like a big fucking case. Now, I want to say, too, at this time, look, it's not just the liberal media that is, you know, hopped up and opportunist. The right wing now is going all over this Jesse case because now they think it proves to them like hate crimes don't exist and are fake. Yeah, which is like... You know, Tucker Carlson's all over Jesse. Exactly. I mean, and that's the thing is like, this is like a very old school, like 90s. I mean, mm. obviously from longer than that, but like, I feel like this was huge in the 90s and it's continued since. This is like a very like mainstay of conservative talk radio shows, whatever, is that like hate crimes are all fake. Oh yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Um, and so this Other was opportunists like- Exactly. Things. So this yeah. is said about like basically every hate crime. And, but this one's like so obviously fake that they're like- Yes. Yeah, like, they're salivating just like their, you know, brethren on the other side. Yes. So, okay. The charges are dropped. Jesse's uh, lawyers released a statement. All criminal charges against Jesse were dropped and his record has been wiped clean of the filing of this tragic complaint against him. So they're still saying it's all fake. Yeah. The idea that this is a hoax, that's the hoax. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're being, you're being bamboozled because yes. this actually did happen. So then Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox, Cook two County, exes, you say? <laughs> releases a statement saying, after reviewing all the facts of the circumstances of the case, including Mr. Smollett's volunteer service in the community and agreement to forfeit his bond, that's the 10K, to the city of Chicago, we believe this outcome is a just disposition and appropriate resolution. Well, let's talk about Kim Fox for okay. a second. Who's Kim Fox? So like you said, Cook County State's attorney, Kim Fox, had actually recently come to power and replaced, uh, I believe the woman's name is Anita Alvarez, mm. um, who had actually come under a lot of fire for basically colluding with Rahm Emanuel right. over suppressing the Laquan McDonald stuff. Oh, yes. I remember this. I mean, this is obviously a lot has happened since then, but like Rahm Emanuel's handling of like the the Laquan McDonald shooting is like- It's insane. Insane. Yeah. I mean- Obviously, like, you know, if you even know a little bit about politics, you know that Chicago machine politics, some of them, I mean, Chicago is one of the most corrupt cities in the country. It really, I mean, yeah, like, it's notoriously. Absolutely. Like, yeah. scumbag central. Rahm Emanuel is a genuinely, deeply, like, evil person. Mm. Um, and so Kim Fox actually came to power as sort of a reform prosecutor, right? This is before the huge wave of reform prosecutors that came to power. But, like, still kind of, you know, within that wave, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, Chicago, very high crime rate, a lot of murders there, but also a ton of police abuse. I mean, well, you was, mentioned the black sites. <laughs> yes. I mean, there is, and I, yeah. I, I we, we, we should do an episode. We should do an episode that. on that, yeah. actually. But yeah, there were, there were like actual black sites yeah. in Chicago, like, like rendition. rendition sites yeah. where they would take people, not charge them, uh, you know, torture them, black bag them, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the police would do this. Um, I, I was sort of shocked to find out that Chicago Police Department has cost the city almost half a billion dollars in the past 10 years in like fees basically related to them being corrupt and like or doing fucked up things. I mean, there's there's there was a recent case. I can't remember the guy's name, but it was like a detective. All these people who are in prison on drug charges got released because it turns out this guy was like classic, you know, crooked cop kind of thing. Um 
you know, obviously Chicago Police Department killed fucking Fred Hampton. Right. Mark Clark. Like, you know, there it's it's the fucking Chicago PD. Yeah. You know, it's like it's that is the pig. Yeah. Them making that money or them owing that taking that money from taxpayers. Like, by the way, I'm going to just reach into my bag for a classic lizism, which is feature, not bug. Mm hmm. And so, in fact, the the, the Laquan McDonald story was one of the big reasons Kim Fox actually won the election, right? And it was like, it was, it was, it was a pretty fucking big deal. Um, you can kind of see the signs of what's going to happen with the Jesse stuff from this, I think it's Chicago Magazine piece from 2016. Paragraph says, but more than any of that is arguably Fox's zest for storytelling, or more particularly for telling her story, that has captured the attention of both her constituents and celebrities. She now counts the rapper Common and singer John Legend, probably the most, John Legend and Chrissy. Stop posting. I think they did, but. Not enough. The, you sh- I, the only post I want to see is that uh, we're being arrested for QAnon related crimes. <laughs> As friends. And a while back, when she saw the superstar U.S. Senator Kamala Harris across the room at an Emily's List events. All, all, oh, my God. All the names are here. Ding, and, ding, ding. And went over like to Democrat bingo. And went over to introduce herself. Fox had barely gotten a word out before Harris interrupted and said, oh, you're Kim Fox. I've been watching you. Okay. If Kamala Harris is watching you. She's like, uh, you're, go- you're under arrest. Yes. <laughs> um, so- I want to say, too, by the way, that this story is a story about people telling stories. Yes. Okay. New new year, new you. Turn on little uh, tip number three. We got too many stories. Stop telling stories. Well, we got lots of stories. Oh, you think you got a story? You don't have a story. No. What's your story? No one cares. Don't tell your story. I don't want to hear. How about this? You know what I say? We need more discretion. When I asked what's your story earlier. Keep your story inside. Rhetorical question. The story? That's for you. Yeah. Your story? Not for me. You know what? Why don't you get to the end of your story before you tell anybody? Yeah. And keep that memoir unpublished. Yeah. Anyways, so she's like a hobnobber, right? And on February 1st, so right after this happens, a woman named Tina Chen. Oh, my God. Former Michelle Obama, and you might, some names, some years might perk up over the mention of her name. Michelle Obama, chief of staff, leader of the Time's Up Legal Defense Funds, and Mm. famously good friend to Andrew Cuomo, uh, sends this email to Kim Fox. Hi, Kim. I sent an email to your work address, I think, as well. I wanted to give you a call on behalf of Jussie Smollett and family, who I know. They have concerns about the investigations. I'm on an 8 a.m. flight to NY, blah, 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 blah. Basically, Tina's like, uh-oh. The family's maybe a little yes. worried, because there were already kind of some signs. So this is February 1st. Yes. So this is right when Jussie's making his first statement. Yes. Because this is when Jussie's first having when to be Jesse like... When Jussie says... I've been consistent. I've been 100% consistent. Well, looks like Tina Chen is saying... Maybe we don't think Jesse's being consistent. Tina Chen, by the way, in reference to the Cuomo stuff, she recently had to, her and her, whoever the lady who's run it with her, had to step up as the head of Time's Up because they were advising Cuomo on how to smear his accusers in like an, I think, unpublished, but still in an op-ed. And then they told Time's Up to not make a statement on the Cuomo stuff, um, which is they mm. seem to be the only Democrats who got the message that Cuomo needs to be out. Incredible how quick those brothers went down. Makes yeah. me think. Makes you think. 
does make you think. Uh, Someone played their cards right. So she, so on February 8th, uh, a couple, I think it was the cops come in and give this sort of presentation to Kim Fox's office being like, Jussie did it. <laughs> like, look, Jussie did it. It's like a long presentation. So the next day, uh, Kim rec- recuses herself. Right, because she can't, she's like, I'm too close to this. I'm too yes. close to Jussie. Exactly, because she's been in contact with Journey Smollett, um, mm. Jussie's, uh, Jussie's sister. Sure. Still in contact with Tina Chen. Like, she's talking, I mean, which is not that crazy because they're victims, but obviously they have a lot more access than, like, if, you know, any given listener to the show got beat up on the street in a hate crime. Yes. Also, I want to add that, like, the city of Chicago wants Empire shooting in Chicago. Yes. Like, that brings them not just a lot of money. There's a lot of, like, union people that get employed when when that's getting shot. But also, like, the city gets attention. Then you get more people visiting. You know, whatever. It's great for everyone involved. Yes. They don't want anything to disrupt Empire shooting in Chicago. No. Empire, weirdly enough, also takes place in New York. Wait, really? Yes. How did I never notice that? But it's shot in Chicago. Well, it's so expensive to shoot in New York. I know. It's almost it's impossible. Like, it's your Fox. Yeah. It's also, there's always shoots no, but going Fox, on. No, I'm telling you. Doing a show in New York? Pfft. Sex in the City. Yeah. HBO, totally different. Also limited. But for, oh my God, that's, no. It's so expensive. So expensive. Different time. Yeah, well, we'll agree to disagree. That's a fella's tip here. If you really want to piss a woman off, have her make like no, a normal point I, and then just say agree to disagree. You know what, though? <laughs> you know what's a great little lady tip? What? When you're actually in a really heated fight that has stakes uh-huh. with a guy, but not like your boyfriend or something, uh, then you say, well, agree to disagree. And it pisses them off so much. Oh my That's God. just the same advice I gave. No, no, because this is a, no, I'm saying a real one, like a real fight. Oh, yeah, this isn't that. Oh my! Um, so so there is. I, by the way, I got all of this basically from I read a there's like a 60 page report that the special prosecutor Dan Webb uh, wrote about possible misconduct in her office. I don't like that name. I don't. The guy sucks. And Dan you know Webb. What? It's like what is it? 1948. Who's named Dan Webb? Do you think that's a, that's a 48 name? Yes, that's a totally like I'm Dan Webb, and I am gonna take down the corruption at Washington. Well, that's Dan Webb. His whole thing was that, but in the 80s. He was an Iran-Contra lawyer. That's where I'm getting it from. Oh. Um, but, well, that was... Well, the 80s were like the 40s. Just my, a new truism. So, he, uh, so she, rather... Basically, I mean, I don't even need to go all over all of this. You can understand basically where this is going. So she says she recuses herself from the case. She does recuse herself from the case. Of course, her subordinates are still taking it. And she's in, quote, listening mode and basically still in communication with the Smollett family for at least the next week. And Chen and, you know, she's 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 talking about this stuff. And, you know, there are text messages between her and people that, like, can be interpreted in ways that, like, basically she's like... He's better be careful, you know, like, oh, but he shouldn't be in any trouble because he had his story straight. Honestly, it looks like it's like not. I'm sorry. No, her text message starts. So dot, 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 dot. I'm recused. Oh, yeah. Well, this is that's a different text <laughs> message. But yes. So this is this is really funny. Yes. You can read this text out. actually. So I'm recused. This is to her friend, too. This isn't to a Smollett family member. But when people accuse us of overcharging cases, 16 counts on a class four becomes exhibit A. 
Then she says, pedophile with four victims, 10 counts. Washed up celeb who lied to cops, 16. So she's actually, honestly, this made me respect Kim. She's calling Jesse a washed up celeb. He's like 30. He's not washed up. Jesse had a lot going for him. He's literally. I'm going to take Jesse's side here. What is he washing up from? No, he's not washed up. You're not washed up at 30. Yeah. So this is like, this is kind of, there, you know, there is a whole lot of this stuff. Like where she basically, like, she does go and lie to the press when she says that, like, the reason they dropped the case because there wasn't enough evidence, blah, 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 all this stuff. Like she lies, you know. She does not want this case happening. That that is essentially like if you read between the lines. Actually, if you just read what she says in the lines, yeah, to the <laughs> in the special prosecutor's report, they just don't want this case there. They don't want the attention. It's an embarrassment. They don't want to deal with it. It's know? embarrassing for everyone involved. It's embarrassing for the prosecutors, for the city of Chicago, for Empire, for Fox. Again, there's a lot of interest. There's mutual interests there. Yeah. Then it's embarrassing for. Every single politician who came out and was like, free Jesse, like, Jesse, like, you know, love wins. We will not be defeated by hate, you know, whatever. It's an embarrassment for everyone involved except for, apparently, Dan Webb, who is obsessed with this case. Yeah. Dan Webb is like, I'm going to get my man here. Dan Webb is like, I may not have brought down everything with Contra, but my God, Jesse's going down. And the thing is, too, one gets the like one begins to suspect that like they thought they were going to get a lot more like on Kim Fox's office than they actually did. But you they, think I do think so? Okay, yes. because that's the whole thing is that that Dan Webb is also looking into the the misconduct in the prosecution's office. Yes. So this so basically like he's prosecuting this entire case, so the actual case against Jussie, but then basically also investigating Kim Fox. Yeah, and he comes out and is like, oh well. It was actually not that bad what Kim did, like, and it's totally fine. Like, she's corrupt. Which like, I think that, to me, is evidence that someone above was like, let it go. Let it go. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like, yeah, she did corrupt stuff, but, like, this is all. This is actually literally less than I thought she would have done, than I would have expected of any prosecutor. Well, he does not uh, let Jesse go. No. And he, uh, you know, indicts Jesse on six counts of disorderly conduct in relation to the false reports made to Chicago PD in February 2020. Almost a like literally a month a year plus a week to the day of the attack. And just then the regime in China sets off a bioweapon. <laughs> the world shuts down. Borders are closed. Flights are canceled and Jussie Smollett is smuggled via submarine to a base in Hong Kong where he is taken via an overland route to avoid protesters protesting at his newfound fame on the mainland. And now he is leading a strike force of crack commandos to take back Taiwan. Every single thing that happened over the past like two years, but it but now it's like about Jesse. Yes. <laughs> Every single we need thing. to like we need to attach Jesse to QAnon somehow. Biden's Biden won the election on an I will extradite Jesse Smollett and bring him to justice. <laughs> Trump Trump lost because he was too soft on Jesse. <laughs> soft on Jesse is doesn't. We're right. soft on Jesse now. I'm not soft on Jesse. Actually, you know what? I'm hard on him because I love him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm hard on you because I love you. I think you have potential. Also, you seem like you would do stuff for really cheap right now because you can't get work. <laughs> I like Jesse a lot. Okay, so. Jesse 
does eventually get a trial. Like we said, the trial begins the same day as Ghislaine Maxwell, which if you think that's a distraction, mm-hmm. correct. You're being, I, I got, all right. I'll Ghislaine be real. Maxwell was a distraction from the Jesse Smollett trial. I'll be real. One of my most hated things in like the conspiracy sphere is like, notice this is happening the same day as this. Is it? There's only that many days. Like, when do you think stuff happens? Like, a lot of people seem to think that news is supposed to, like, one news story starts and then ends and then the next one starts. It's like... Now, I agree. However, let me play a little devil's advocate. You yourself, uh-huh. a Jungian man, you look for patterns, mm-hmm. layers, mm-hmm. symbols. Mm-hmm. Psych meds. In order to interpret the world. Yes. Would that not also count... Wouldn't that? Wouldn't you look at events happening same days? Absolutely no, no. Okay, yes, I am. I thought we were going to talk about this later, but yes, I am. And here's the patterns that I see: a reversal in the yin and the yang of the universe. Jussie free. Oh wait, no, Jussie got convicted. <laughs> Hold on. No, but Jussie's not going to jail. Okay. Jussie not going to jail. Elizabeth Holmes jail. Right. I didn't really follow that. Uh. And Ghislaine Maxwell jail. So you know what we're doing in 2022 and late 2021? The fellas walking the earth. Women, women, we're locking them up. Wait, why late 2021? Because that's when the Ghislaine Maxwell trial ended. Oh, okay. Okay, well, so Jesse takes the stand. Yes. Now, the trial, again, November 29th, same day as Ghislaine. Now, here's the thing that I don't understand from the trial. The trial itself, very quick. Yeah, it's it was a flash. Like six days. Yeah. Something. Seven days. Not very long. Not a lot of witnesses. <laughs> not a lot of witnesses. But what they basically say, uh, Dan K. Webb, Dan Webb uh, basically says in opening arguments that Smollett received an actual hate letter meaning that he believed that it was a real hate letter again the one from maga return address maga mm-hmm. and the, with the big tree that really looked just like another person um so he thought it was a real hate letter sent by a real hate person which is what gave jesse the idea to stage the attack now I don't agree with Jesse that. Jesse must have been so pissed at that. He's like, that's not how it went. <laughs> like, <laughs> I sent that fucking letter. Like, oh, you don't think that I How can-, can you think it was a real letter when there was crushed up Advil in there meant to look like anthrax? It that's do- crazy. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I mean, I well, it does make sense to me. Like, I'm sure that like, I mean, unless Dan Webb is severely handicapped, like, I'm sure that like, it's Haven't like. Haven't Googled him. Yeah, I, I did. You know, you can't tell. Um, yeah, he looks like he, he passes. Um, but, uh, like, it's obviously a fake letter, but there's no proof it's a fake letter. So they might have to be taking the letters. But, like... I mean, they gave the the letter to the FBI. Mm-hmm. So the FBI basically could not pin it on Jesse, which yeah. is, like, I gotta say, good to know. Wait, I think I can make the noise again. <laughs> Wait. It's not there. Stop doing that. No, no, that. Stop, 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 stop. You just did stop, a wiggle? Stop. No, shh, you're trying to... <laughs> wait, wait. 
It's my bare skin against the leather Ew, couch. stop. Listeners, right now, you can't see this, but... Close your legs. We have the heat... My legs are not spread, Eagle. They're I'm totally s- akimbo. Take a fucking... I'm going to take a picture down here. And Please this don't. is This is going to be... This is how I'm sitting. That is this not is, how you're sitting. You just moved your leg. Because I was trying to make the fucking noise, Liz. <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm sitting naked on Young Chomsky's leather couch. And okay. I, I did ask for the heat to be turned up to 150 in the apartment. This is what Webb says, Mr. Webb. He devised this fake hate crime to take place so that Empire would take the letter and the threat more seriously. What? Insane motive. That makes no sense. And I got to say, that's not true. Jesse turned down security. Well... That's what that's what Jesse said. So the defense, headed by Jesse's lawyer Nene Yuchi, quite a character, they basically argue that it's um, Nene. Oh, it's Nene. Sorry, I have it written wrong. Okay, Nene Yuchi argued that uh, the brothers didn't like Jesse and that they actually did attack him. Well, Jussie's pr- sort of pre-trial defense, repeated by Angela Davis, and and really like actually put forth by Jussie's team until the end, is yeah. that there was a third white man who was yes. directing the attack. Yeah, and they they bring this up in the trial too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they say that the two brothers conspired with this other third white man to attack Jussie because they were trying to pressure Jussie into hiring them as security because of the hate letter. Yes. And they're homophobic. So both sides have this insane story when it's clearly like, I'm sorry, Jesse sent that letter to himself. I'm sorry. Yes, he sent the letter to himself. Yes. Also, you only need one guy as security. The, the brothers were key witnesses for the prosecution. They testified that Jesse took them basically through the rehearsal of the attack, like the, the day before the attack where they were driving around. They said that Jesse told them that the studio wasn't taking the MAGA letter seriously which contradicts exactly what Chicago PD relayed in 2019, mm-hmm. which is that Fox offered to beef up security for Jesse, and he declined. Um, and they said, Jesse said he wanted me to beat him up. I looked puzzled, and then he explained he wanted me to fake beat him up, which I thought that was very cute. Because mm-hmm. it's like, why do you want me to beat you up, friend? Oh, you want a fake beat up. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha, yeah. He wanted me to tussle and throw him around to the ground and give him a bruise while my brother Ola would pour bleach on him and put a rope around him and then we would run away. I gotta say, the pouring bleach is... Hustle and That's throw. dangerous. I would not hustle want Hustle and someone... throw. Like hustle and flow. Oh my God, I just got that. I just made it up. You just got that? He wasn't referencing that. Well, I'm referencing it. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, Jesse was friends with these... Like, it's like... The the other version where like they're out to get Jesse makes like less sense. It than, makes no sense. Like it doesn't make any sense. Also, they were friends. And and their whole thing. So Jesse. So their their cross examination is pretty pretty quick and quick and dirty. Like they're like yeah. you know it's this is all kind of played out in the media. We know the story that's happening here. Um, you know, and they were like, we, you know, he'd helped us out with getting us jobs, like odd jobs and empire and stuff like that. And so not odd jobs, like real jobs. They got him. They got him a job as a stand-in for one of the like big stars on the movie, which is like a decent, like well-paying job. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, like, but yeah. jobs. And and so they're like, you know, we felt like we owed him, which like I get. You know, it's like a famous person. People do weird shit for famous people. Yeah, and I think that like they actually were friends. Yeah, I think they considered him a friend. 
Yeah, like when I used to hang out with like um, I can't think of a single actress name right now to make a joke, so we'll just move on. Okay. Well, the next Jesse also told them to send a text the next the day Rock after Hudson. the fake attack. He was like, "Okay, send this text because we'll want to have this in the record." Which is, bruh, say it ain't true. I'm praying for a speedy recovery. So the problem with this is like, okay, so you want that text in the record in case something, you know, the phones get read. First of all, Jesse refused to hand over his phone to the cops. Yeah, respect. But also, if they're looking through your text, they're probably going to find all those other texts that show you were planning a fake attack on yourself. Yeah, the defense says in reference to that text, the on the low text that we read before, they say it was in reference to getting a steroid because the brothers were helping him get in shape for an upcoming music video. And actually, they called it getting ripped. So you won't read this in the lamestream media, but the steroid is supposed to be available in Nigeria, but illegal in the U.S. And so I did a little bit of sleuthing and found out it's probably called Yohimbe's. Young Chopsy, what's it called? It's an, not an anabolic steroid, but what's it usually used for? But, like, what do guys mostly use it for? All right. It's mostly used to treat erectile dysfunction. And you know what else I found out? What, it's, what it bodybuilders sometimes take? Viagra. Oh. Before they work out. Because mm. it opens up the bloodstream. In fact, I met a guy who said he takes blue chew before he runs. Which is crazy That's as weird. fuck. That's yeah. so weird. <laughs> just running around with a boner. <laughs> just, like, just, <laughs> just like in your shorts, like running with That's your hands. So and pushing it down. That's crazy as hell. Um, anyway, so. The defense uh, also says that the brothers uh, have like a documented history of homophobia. And I feel like the brothers are like, what are you talking about? We're not, we don't hate gay people. Like, I think they took real offense to that. Yeah. Well, one of the brothers, uh, I mean, their evidence for that is like they had a text message between them where they called the guy fruity. Um, and I think one of the brothers had said like, ah, why are you following this guy? This guy's gay to someone on Twitter in like 2013. Mm. Um, but not about Jesse, about like some singer. Mm. Anyways, uh, Jesse takes the stand and refutes that part. Definitely. I mean, he, he. I mean, when Jesse takes a stand here, he takes a stand for a while. Two days. Two days. Two days. The New York Times uh, and the reporting, you know, they were there covering the trial. Mm. Uh, they said he was often animated at one point acting out in the courtroom how one of his attackers, attackers approached him. Like kind of like doing it, like doing the performance. We're getting a little meta here. Yeah. He's doing a performance of the performance that he had already yes. rehearsed. Yes. For the crime. But he does say that he did refuse additional security from Fox, but it's because he didn't want to be driven from his house to the set. And he says, I'm a grown man. I don't need to be driven around like Miss Daisy, which is like, that's it's, I'm sure body, it's more just like. Was that a bodyguard like, that she had? No, I think it's, it's also like, dude, you, come on, you take Ubers. You yeah. Take well, that you makes drive, no sense. You're not, yeah, yeah, exactly. You that's are being driven around. Um. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, is they're like, well, why didn't you give us the phone records that included the bro the calls with the brothers that you made an hour and a half before the attack, or an hour and ten minutes before the attack? He's like, well, you just asked for phone records from one hour before and one hour after the attack. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you little fucking liar. Um, he said he had never seen, like, it was really important for him to be on Empire because he'd never seen a gay man, let alone a gay black man, portrayed ever, which is confusing to me. Because mm. um, that... Is you're not the first person to do that role. But uh, he also said that 
he knew that there was some homophobia with these brothers because he and one of the brothers, it was Abby, right? I think so. Him and Abby had actually hooked up a few times doing coke, going to a bathhouse in Chicago and mutually masturbating. Well, first just jacking off to gay porn together. And the second time they went back, jacking each other off. Mm. Uh, and Abby, when asked about it, he's like, that never happened, but I did go to the bathhouse with them. So eh, it did it. You, oh, I you think just, it did. You just went to the gay bathhouse with them and like just what? You did saunaed at two in the morning? Give me a break. At one point, the prosecution's questioning of Jesse gets really intense and the judge has to like force Jesse to answer the questions directly yeah. because he's just like not. He's getting like flustered and heated and like talking back and not answering questions. Um, there's one that's like, why did you drive around your own neighborhood for 10 to 15 minutes before driving the brothers home? He's like, I don't know. It was three years ago. I was kind of like, dude, there's literally like surveillance video showing you circling the intersection where the attack is happening with the two brothers that are about to attack you three times in yes. the span of like, a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Literally, like, driving around being like, this is where the attack should be. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing. Anyway, it ends, like I said, six days of testimony. Jesse's talking on the stand for nearly seven hours. The jury deliberation lasted about nine hours, mm-hmm. which I gotta say, longer than I would think. Yes. But they were being thorough. Jesse is found guilty. Five out of six charges. Uh... <laughs> Disorderly conduct, six counts. It's most... He's not going to do jail time. No, it's going to be like three years probation, 100%. Um, Yeah, but I got to say, you're probably wondering why we're talking about this case. And it's just been so... It's incredible to me. So fascinating. Everyone seemed... You texted me this morning and you were like, everyone really got a piece of this. Yes. Everybody loved it. I mean, first you had the liberals who were, you know, ready and horny for like to be mad about this and be like look what this says about our society look what this says about race relationships look what this says about trump voters look what this says about conservatives yeah blah 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 and then just nary a week later you got to have the other side of that be like well look what this says about liberals look what this says about you know blm or whatever look what this says about like the way that liberals want race relations to be all this kind of stuff and then you had everybody else who's not really necessarily invested in either one of those be like, this is the funniest story in human yeah. history. And so really, I mean, it's, it's one of those few rare stories that gave everybody their little moment in the sun to shine. Mm. And it has been, I mean, the, the thing with Jussie is like, yeah, Jussie is legally guilty, right? But he's guilty of overplaying his hand. <laughs> like if Jussie hadn't done like a couple, like you know, the Coco Chanel thing, like if Jussie hadn't been too on the nose or been so like kind of hasty in preparation for this, he probably could have gotten away with it. Um, and it would have just been like another like little bit of fake news that would have just like more grist for the mill, like you were saying. Yeah. And like, I- honestly, I think a lot of people would have been happy with that outcome. You know, it's funny too, because I think the reason why people got so upset, like we said, is that it's because they had egg on their face. Yeah. Like Jesse inadvertently embarrassed a lot of people. And that's why he was found guilty. Yes. He embarrassed the PD. Okay, fine. But he embarrassed the newspapers and mm. all of the little careerists and all the little Twitteries and all of the polit- politicians and politicos. Like, they, you know, they were standing for Jesse and, like, Jesse was a hoax. Yeah. You know? It was fake. And it's funny because I think that, like, the thing about hoaxes, I, I love hoaxes. Have you seen that movie F for Fake? Yeah. It's, like, one of my favorite movies yeah, it's of good. all time. So fantastic. 
Love Orson Welles. Talk about a gourmand. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the thing with hoaxes is that what they reveal, you only know something's a hoax after you've realized it's a hoax, right? Yeah, yeah. So a hoax comes after the fact of the event. But what it reveals is really like what your wish is. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because it's what you believed that is revealed to you mm-hmm. as you understand it to be a hoax. And I think that like too many people don't really interrogate the content of that wish enough in the wake of like mm, hoaxes. I mean, we were talking about fake news and all that. We can call it hoax, fake news, you know, I don't know what else we call it, but like it seems like our system prefers fake news than not fake news. <laughs> well, you know, like I was saying, you know, with these sort of like any, any, a lot of other, you know, big major crimes, right? There, uh, there's all these sort of different like, well, okay, you know, this person may have had a criminal record, but this was still Ill- bad that this happened to them, all this kind of, you know, that, mm. that kind of stuff. With Jesse, it was like so pure and smooth. Like there's a sweet guy who's an actor, who's an activist, who was, you know, taken out by these like avatars of Donald Trump in right. this perfect way that perfectly encapsulates like all of the like, have, have yeah. this really crude vision of how like racism. It was you know, a confirmation. Exactly. Of a, Yeah. Of exactly what everyone knew. Exactly. And so, I, I, you know, I think that gave people a lot of genuine joy mm. to see that that happened. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of sick damn minds in this country, baby. Free Jussie. Free Jussie. Well, Jussie's actually not going to be not free. But our thing is, free Jussie. Yeah. You're probably going to work for nothing from now on. <laughs> so, Jussie, if you want a job on this podcast. <laughs> Jussie needs to be given a chance in, like, some kind of, like, Winona Ryder kind of style mm-hmm. black swan film where Jesse can like, you know, take a little like a tour de force supporting role and everyone will be like, oh, my God, did you see Jesse in that new Aronofsky film? It was he was incredible. And like, I know it's Jesse. I know. And like, are we ready to have Jesse back? But I think we're ready to have Jesse. I think back. We're ready to have Jesse back. That'll be the conversation. Or he should do his own indie movie about being Jesse Smollett. Yes. And you know, all of those little uh, content mills, you know what they love more than tearing someone down? Redemption story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jesse, ready for you. 2024? Let's do it then. Yeah, you're still young. Yeah. Well, with that being said, my name is Brace Belden. What? What? Oh, what? What? Real quick. Okay. Um... It, it's 200 episodes. We've done 200 episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, and we're not including any of the trial episodes in that, by the way. That's a different count. Um, but thank you all so much for listening. I can't believe that we do this and are going to continue to do, I don't know, 200 more? Let's do 200 more at least. Let's do like 20 more and see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing it so much. Yes. I, it has been an honor and a privilege. Yes. Um, and uh, listen, you better stick by me if I do a Jesse. Don't do a Jesse. I'm not going to do a Jesse. But like if a Jesse pays me to do what happens. If you were going to do a Jesse, what would your Jesse look like? I would, okay. Uh, I would have a guy do, draw Pepe the Frog. I would, I would first of all rent a house with a garage and a car, mm. even though I can't drive. And I would have a guy scratch a Pepe onto oh, the- Oh, so like a Classico mix. Classico mix, scratch a Pepe onto my car and then beat me up. Because I'm too uh, good, lo- like they're like, oh, he's too handsome, and so I'll be like, this is fucked up. Like I can't work as a model if I wanted to now. And then I would also have a guy. Uh, I would have a guy 
put oil on my face to fuck with my perfect skin also. How, what would you do? Um, I think I'd probably do that to you. Okay. Well, with that being said, my name is Brace Belden, handsome, perfect skin, and knows how to drive. <laughs> my name is Liz. We are, of course, as always, joined by producer Young Chomsky. This has been 200 episodes of True and On, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.